Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The best things happen after dark. Nightclubs are the ultimate spaces for self-expression, escape, music, socializing, and forgetting for a moment the outside world. Going out is a way to discover ourselves, who we really are, what we really like. We find new friends and fall in love on the dance floor. As humans, we like to move to a beat, and there's nothing like a good night out. I'm Jody Harsh. I'm a DJ and producer, and I've spent most of my life going out-out. I know how to tear up a dance floor, and in this podcast, I chat with my guests about how club culture and going out has helped shape their identities and inform their work. In season one, we were locked down, unable to partake in nocturnal activities, so we could only talk about our memories of nightlife. Now we're back out there, and I've got a truly amazing guest list for season two. So let's dive into those hazy memory banks and hit the floor. This is Life of the Party. In the British DJ world, it doesn't get much bigger than today's guests. And now he's taking over the world. Five Brit nominations, four platinum records, and a lot of late nights. This guy is very qualified to talk about partying. It's Joel Corey. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. Oh, you're welcome. How's it going? You good? Yeah, yeah, really good, thanks. Um, yeah, just got back from Vegas, actually. I saw on your Instagram that looked pretty major we're going oh, to, i had the best time we're going to talk about vegas in a bit <laughs> let's take it right back to the very beginning mm -hmm. what's your earliest memory of, to, of like partying earliest memory of partying well probably going to my year six school disco <laughs> right were you djing at that i wasn't because i was only, oh. <laughs> but you were on the guest DJ list just, yeah, yeah yeah i was on the guest <laughs> list um but i started djing though like when i was about 14 yeah. and i remember going to like you know the under 18 events um there's this club called eros in north london in enfield where i used to go to and um it turned into like a pulling contest really it was right. like who could kiss the most girls in one night right, right, right. <laughs> was it you um I, I did all right. Okay. Is that club still there? Have you been back no, since? Oh, you can't get a gig there now. Like, um, did you ever get to DJ there? Do you know what? I eventually did actually get a gig there. Again, it was like DJing at those sort of... I used to play Garage a lot. And they used to have these like um, sort of under 18 Garage nights where we'd have a few MCs on there. And, and they'd give a few like um, chances to the younger DJs to play a few sets like and, a competition type yeah, yeah yeah and i did yeah. a few of those sort of things and they were like my first like initial ever club gigs yeah and i was always so nervous about playing them yeah. <laughs> what's your dream club to um visit or dj or whatever maybe from the past like mine would be studio 54 for example. Oh, okay um well i remember my first time I went to ibiza i went to a space in ibiza and that was my first like real big ibiza experience yeah. and obviously space is shut now but that club will always like hold a special place in my heart. I think they're reopening somewhere else though. Um, I heard that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously High took over from yeah. Space. Beautiful um, club. Yeah, it's a great club. Yeah. yeah. I think Space's appeal though was it was a little bit gritty. Yeah, as well, you know? was, I just loved it, you know. And I, me I remember I saw Carl Cox like, at the Revolution night on a Tuesday, and um, yeah, just a, a really magical night and definitely one that like 
I always remember. And yeah. also, do you know what? Actually, Sankey's and Ibiza. Sankey. That was my favourite. <laughs> okay. I used to go to Viva Warriors on a Sunday. You know when I used to go to Ibiza with the boys, right? I always made Sunday the first day of the holiday. Right. Because um, I'd always like want to have my first night at Viva Warriors at Sankey's. So you'd fly out on land on the Sunday. Yep. So that was the first night. Drop your cases off at the yeah. hotel. Yeah. Have you ever taken your suitcase to a club? Oh God, many times. <laughs> but as, as the DJ, as life, the DJ, though, right? Yeah, yeah many yeah, times. I've yeah. got I've got changed literally in the car, yeah. in the car park, gone and done a gig, yeah. and then straight to the airport. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. How <laughs> many gigs have you done in one night? What's the most? Oh, I reckon it's got to be four. <sighs> yeah, I think I've done four in different towns. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like a New Year's Eve where you did like an early set, the midnight set, the like. Later set than the later, later after party set. Like bombing it down the M1. Yeah, I've, to the race. I've, I've done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were good times though, man. Like, yeah. I remember like going up and down with my mates sometimes around the country, just doing sets here, there, and everywhere. That's the time I was really just trying to get my name out there. Yeah, yeah. Like and I'll, on the hustle. I'll take any gig. Yeah. I'll play for free, man. Yeah. Like, I, would, <laughs> I was just doing anything I could to play in any club to get my name on any flyer. Yeah. So, yeah. Back in those days, yeah, multiple gigs in one night. Yeah. What was your first ever DJ set like? First ever DJ set in front of a crowd. It would be probably one of those under 18 gigs that I just mentioned. Um, I remember back then as well, I was playing on vinyl. Yeah. It was back in the garage days. Right. So it would be like the preparation for a night. You know, you'd have your big vinyl case. And I'd, I remember I used to like plan the set. So I'd line up the vinyls in order of when I was playing them. Right. So the first vinyl at the front, so it was all like structured. Right, right. And I just wanted to like get every mix right. So and you practice at home loads. I practice the set yeah, over yeah. and over in my bedroom. Like this yeah. exact point I'm going to mix And vinyl's in. hard. Vinyl's so hard. Yeah, it's like... And that's... like I was, I was DJing on belt drives as well because right. you had belt drive and direct drive. Yeah. And the belt drives are even harder. But you know what? It was so good that I learned how to mix back then that way. Yeah. Because um, so it's really good training. Yeah, really good training. And yeah difficult as well like the technique to learn on belt drives was hard so yeah they were my first gigs though probably playing those under 18 garage raves and you know i used to play like you know the school discos yeah. and bar mitzvahs and weddings yeah. and yeah. auntie's 50th birthday yeah. i did them all you've always been the dj <laughs> were you nervous before dj sets back in the day um yeah i used to get nervous especially in those like sort of club environments yeah. um um but doing it over and over and over again um that all went away. And yeah. now I never feel any nerves. Even like a massive headline no, show. Absolutely not. Do you know what it is? Because I feel I always feel so prepared. Yeah. Um, and I just think years and years of doing it, um, I've got over that. And yeah. now it's just like excitement and energy. Yeah. It's not like nerves. It's not like crippling just nerves. Get that, like in your stomach, that yeah, like but if fuzzy I get, kind yeah, of. I yeah. like that. If yeah. I get butterflies, it's because it's because I know I'm doing something yeah. big. And it's adrenaline. It's adrenaline. It? So yeah, it's yeah. just about how you channel that energy. And totally. I always channel it into like it makes me like ready set yeah. go and yeah. it's not like crippling me pumped like, up yeah it makes yeah. me pumped man yeah <laughs> uh do you used to get into clubs with fake id and stuff when did you start going out clubbing yeah. we all did we right? all yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah i used to i used to i had an old brother yeah so i used to go with sam cory to the club a lot okay um okay. and i actually when i went to uni it's a funny story for you um i did a study abroad program in miami okay so for my second year of uni i went to miami that's kind of a lit it, it was, way of studying it yeah it was sick yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a, it was you know what it was a it was a great time in my life as well because i went away on my own to the other side of the world and just had to settle into a whole new place yeah and i was only 19 um so it's quite a big adventure oh yeah to be 21 yeah to drink of so course. i yeah. had this you fake uk driving license yeah and um yeah i went over to miami with my fake license and i got in 
everywhere. Space was, Miami. Yep. That's the club. Um, live. Um, mansion. All those clubs um, down on South Beach. Like, I was killing it. And... Um, Obviously, had the English accent. I'd like, and um, they love it. They love yeah. it, and I had the fake ID, and yeah, I thought yeah. I was the boy. <laughs> so when you first started DJing, how old were you? About fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, thirteen, yeah. fourteen, yeah. Just because my older brother, you know, he had decks, yeah, and I was like, Mum, I need decks. Oh, I just wanted to be cool like him, basically. So. And did you ever imagine that it would become your career? No. Um, when I first started, you know, it was my hobby. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, I was Joel the DJ at school. What was and... your DJ name? Oh my, I had a few, but like I, just Joel the DJ. No, no, I had <laughs> like Bob so, the Builder. So, <laughs> <laughs> Joel the DJ. Well, my first <laughs> Joel the DJ. No, well, these are probably worse to be honest. Um, okay. So my brother. It's not worse than my DJ names. So. <laughs> what was your DJ name? Um, the first one I remember because my brother was an MC, okay, a garage MC, okay. and he was Cosa D. Because of Corey, okay. so he was cause of, Oh, okay. I don't okay. know what the D was for. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so I was Junior C. Oh. And he was cause of D. That's a good DJ name, Junior C. Uh, yep. Yeah. That, so that was quite, actually, not that too bad. But yeah. then the, ne the next one wasn't great. What was the next one? DJ Jenga. Okay, so where did that come from? Because my brother had this, like, um, these bars that he used to spit. Okay. And he used to be like... All the DJs are falling down, but yeah. Jenga's still rising. Right. <laughs> okay. So I was DJ Jenga. Right. No, like didn't that. last very long, though. No. <laughs> and then you just went to your, to your room. Um, so yeah, that was a, a few. Everyone's had a few dodgy DJ yeah. names, didn't it? So you started as as a as a garage DJ. Yeah, garage was my roots. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, well, I, you know, in London when I grew up and in the UK, garage was such a big thing at that time. Yeah. Um, I was like 13, 14, and it was all about, you know, um going to those garage raves with MCs and listening to pirate radio and getting those white label vinyls every yeah. weekend from the record shop. I loved it all. I love yeah. the culture of it. Yeah. It's so different now because we just download something on Beatport or iTunes yeah. or whatever. It's like actually going out physically, sifting through records yeah. and finding something. Yeah. I mean, it used, to, it used to be what I did on the weekend. Yeah. I'd, I'd save up my pocket money. I used yeah. to get pocket money. Yeah. You know, like actually do I used to get lunch money for school. I used to spend that on records. And I used to save oh, it. Yeah. Amazing. And I used to like save that up for the weekend, get yeah. the bus to the record shop. And it was my day out on a Saturday. Yeah. And I used to just go through all the records and the guy behind the desk would always be like, yeah, I've got this new one. There's only 30 copies of this. Right. You need this tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was all that. So, yeah. um, but you build up that collection of music. Have you still got it now, your vinyls? I've got all my vinyls. Yeah, of course, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. It's really special to me. But yeah. the cool thing about that was, is that vinyls were like eight quid. Right. Eight, ten quid, and right. you get an A side and a B side. Yeah. So that's two tracks. It's expensive. It's hobby. expensive, and yeah. you only get one a week. So I you know, I just use my pocket money. Yeah, yeah. So you had to be quite selective. That was your tune that yeah. for that whole week. You'd be rinsing at home, right. played a million times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you'd built up, built up a vinyl collection, and that was your set. Yeah. So different to now. So different. So different, and 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 it's mad to think back to those days. But yeah. it meant every record was special. And do you think your music tastes have changed? Well, how have your music tastes changed? Because you've obviously. Oh yeah, massively. You know. Like like I started on garage and drum and bass um, and grime. Yeah. Uh, that was when I was like a teenager. Um, and then I um, got into EDM, actually. Right. You know, EDM had a big moment and that was when I was in my sort of late teen, it was early like 2010 or something, that big EDM. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I was, that's how I started producing music. Yeah. I was producer at Melbourne Bounce, which is kind of a subgenre of EDM. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved it. All my sets were sort of EDM um, and... Yeah, as I said, my production as well. 
Yeah. And yeah, I remember going to Ibiza and seeing like Layback Luke and Afrojack yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know all those sort of. I it, DJ'd Afrojack's wedding, by the way. Oh, did you? Random sidebar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got that one in. Yeah, random. Did it go down well? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, kind of, I was, it was like, do you want to DJ Afrojack's wedding? I was like, sure. uh, so cool. Did he jump on as well? He actually did. I bet he did. Me. Yeah, I, bet he did. I didn't play EDM though. But no, no. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, but like that, that sort of like era was was a big era for me. Yeah. Um, and I was playing it a lot, and you know. If you listen to my early mixes on SoundCloud, they were very like EDM heavy. Are they still up there now? They're still up there now. You yeah. had to go back to like 2012, you know, that sort of yeah. time. And I was, I deleted loads of my old mixes. Did I you? listen back and I was like, oh, cringe. no, I, I've, I I've, leave everything there. Yeah, sometimes they're cringe, but you know what? I always leave them there because even my SoundCloud, right? SoundCloud was really important to me. Yeah. Breaking through. Yeah. Like those mixes I had on SoundCloud um, got me, you know, attention because um, a lot a lot of them would get listened to, a lot of people yeah. like loved them. And that was a way that I actually helped kind of get my name out there. Mm -hmm. um, I used to like, the mixes I had on SoundCloud, I used to burn them to CDs. Right. And I used to give them out oh, into CD the clubs. Burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to give them out and on the dance floor after yeah. my DJ sets. And it had a bit of artwork, probably a dodgy photo of me topless. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> Not much has changed. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your videos. <laughs> <laughs> I left it never changed the spot. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those SoundCloud mixes and then burning the mixes to CDs, yeah. giving them out in the clubs. Yeah. That was, you know, that was back then. Yeah. And that was my way of getting my name and marketing myself. Totally, totally. Yeah. Always on the hustle. Yeah, yeah always. it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, and you worked at MTV, didn't you? Yep. What did you do there? So when I finished uni, um, I knew I wanted to work like in music or in TV. Yeah. And, um, you know, I uh, I was applying for like loads of different jobs and then um, I saw the internship at MTV come up and it was just like, that was the dream for me back then. I was yeah. like, oh my God, imagine I got an internship at MTV. It's in Camden, isn't it? In Camden. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember I went for like a three week trial when there was two other people on the trial as well. Yeah. It's a bit like an X Factor thing, like someone yeah. was going to get it. Okay, okay. And it was, I got it. Amazing. You know? And it was, um, oh mate, it was, it was the best job ever. Um, you know, I was like 21 years old, working at MTV in Camden every day, getting the tube up there. Yeah. Um, You're like a runner. I was like a runner. Yeah. I was literally like a runner. Yeah. But, you know, working in, in that environment and all the artists coming in the building and the yeah. celebrities and, yeah. you know, doing the MTV news and being yeah. part of all of that. Yeah. It was such a good experience for me. Yeah. And um, I made a lot of good connections there as well in the summer. Um, we went out to do MTV and Ibiza, which was at Amnesia, which yeah. was like amazing. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm like, my job is to go to Ibiza. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that was a great, that was, yeah, it was. Yeah. And now it's so cool though as well. Like now my music has broken through. Now to be working for MTV yeah. in a different way. As the artist. As the amazing. artist. Like, yeah. We just filmed a show last summer where they followed me around for like six weeks. Yeah. And I was like, it's so mad for me. It's like full circle that yeah. I used to work there as basically a runner. And now I've got my own show of MTV. Amazing. It felt, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was nice, yeah. And were you work, Were you DJing at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I had my um, club residencies around London. You know, I was playing at all the Mayfair clubs at this point. Oh, yeah, like which ones? Um, Aura, um, Bond, Studio Valbon. Yeah, um, like all the bottle service. Yeah, all the bottle clubs. service stuff. And, and I was doing like a midweek and then Friday, Saturday. And, you know... There were long sets. It'd be start at 10 p.m., finish at 3. Yeah. And I'd have my guest list as well. Right. And I'd make more money off my guest list than I did off the set. Right. The yeah, set yeah. would be quite basic pay. But when every you get girl like five pound a head or yeah, something. Yeah, every yeah. girl that I got through the door, I got 10 pound for. So Amazing. My, my BB, do you remember BBM? 
Blackberry. Did you have? Oh a yeah, uh, yeah. I was. I had a sidekick. Uh, okay. Yeah, but well, uh, uh, yeah. I know back that. then, right. The Blackberry. Some people will know what I'm talking about here. Oh, Blackberry yeah. Messenger. Yeah. Yes. And I know the BBM pin. Yes. And I used to run my guest list on my BBM pin. Oh. And, mate, it was popping off. Like, really? every Tuesday, everyone want to get an aura. They want to get in. And I was adding all of the BBM. So, yeah. So um, Sat around the table with, like, a bottle of Grey, <laughs> a bottle of grey Goose, which, by the way, is always Tesco oh, vodka no, that they pour no. into that bottle. <laughs> I've seen all the tricks behind was, the scenes. It was a funny few years, that scene. I, th I don't know if that yeah. scene's still really going, but it, it was... It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, in London, you've got like Cirque du Soir, all those places. Yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're all still, I mean, they make a massive, they make a killing. I had a good time doing it. Yeah. It was it was a hustle. That it's was a hustle. Yeah. Because I used to, you know, you wanted to be, you know, in all those clubs. And, totally. and it was all like, who knew? And then yeah. like getting in the next one and the guest list stuff going on. Yeah. And it's this whole little subculture of, it was of a subculture. nightlife. It yeah. was, and I was part of it. Yeah. And um, I was doing that while I was at MTV. And right. do you know what I used to do is like when like artists and celebrities come in, I would then try and- Put them know, on the guest list. Yeah, get, yeah literally get them. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, do you want to go Bond on a Friday? Yeah. I'll get you a table. <laughs> so I was kind of hustling that as well. Through right. the, so. Would anyone ever go? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. All like the reality, yeah, you know, when yeah, reality yeah. TV really started, coming on, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. scene um you know a lot of them used to I used to get tables for them guys we should get little DJing. bonuses as well for bringing yeah. some famous down yeah, would you yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, so yeah. what i mean it's like a whole different culture it's, it's a whole, different, yeah whole different way of like working a nightclub isn't it like about... definitely yeah it's it um but yeah that i was doing that while i was working at mtv so i was constantly working it was daytimes uh, mtv was like every day like nine to six or yeah. whatever and then djing after you strike me as someone that doesn't need that much sleep um, no, I'm actually good with no sleep. Yeah, um, I am, and I just think that's been conditioned because of years of DJing and working late nights and work. You know, just literally doing it for yeah. years and years. That I'm, I'm fine. With. What I normally do is like, um, there might be one day where I catch up on a lot of sleep. Yeah. Um, if I've worked like three or four nights that week, so then do one day of catch up and then just like in bed all day with like box sets so. or just like a big sleep. You know, yeah. you just get it in. You do like one big like twelve hour sleep. Really? And then, like, do you like, not wait? Do you not feel weird when you wake up? If I ever have like a really long sleep, I feel so disorientated. I know what you mean, but yeah, sometimes you just need it though, innit? Like if you've done like three, four nights in a row of like one or two hours sleep. Yeah. You sometimes just need that big like mammoth sleep when you're like it all up. dying inside yeah <laughs> but you're so you're no longer an intern at mtv you're now a superstar dj um what's been your biggest pinch me moment oh god there's been so many of those over the last few years um biggest pinch me moment okay so obviously when i got my first number one single with m and ek head and heart yeah that, I mean, even when I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God, that actually happened. Yeah. Like you, you could always dream about having a number one single and it happened for yeah. me. So yeah. um, I remember, you know, we were waiting to hear if it was going to go to number one or not. We were in a chart battle with someone chart else. chart battle with Jason Derulo. Right, right, right. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and I just remember that day I got the call to say we got it. Yeah. And I was just like around my mum and we were running around the kitchen and, yeah. and we had a little party that night. Yeah. And, like everyone from the label was there and M&EK came with his family and it was just magical. Amazing. Imagine, a big moment in my life. How many number ones have you had now? Only one. Oh, you've only had the one? <laughs> but oh. we, we could You're, dream for more. I feel like there's going to be some more than one there, I feel like. <laughs> what's your favourite place in the world to party, whether that's for work or just like going out? Like what's your favourite city? That's easy. Ibiza. Of course. Of course. You can't, the you can't, you can't be it. Favourite club? Um, favourite club currently open. Ooh, DC 10. Amazing. Yeah, I do yeah. love DC10. I used to. I love like 
Jamie Jones's Paradise Night. Yes. Um, I know he's moved that now to Amnesia. It was Tuesdays. Was it Tuesdays? Uh, it was Wednesdays, Wednesdays at DC10. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that club though. Yeah. Um, I, as I said though, I I'd love I'd love Sankey's before it closed. Yeah. Um, I like Ushuaia as well. Amazing. I played there outdoors. last. Yeah, yeah, outdoors. Yeah. I played there last last summer with David. Um, and I'm going to be doing a few gigs there this summer as well, which is great. And yeah. I've got my residency this summer at IB for Ops. Yeah, amazing. Which I'm looking forward to. Amazing. It's going to be yeah. a big summer in IB for us. Yeah. So I'd you, see you there as well. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Are you going to like get a villa or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to do that because I've got like 14 weeks there. Oh, amazing. Um, so it just Shire makes it makes sense because yeah. it's, it's not. It's, it's more for the fact of because I've got to fly in and out. Yeah, it's easy to have a base where like your clothes are there totally. rather than checking in and out of hotels. Totally. It just adds that extra few hours of ag, doesn't it? So would you have after parties in the villa or are yeah. you more so you would? Yeah, because yeah. I'm a bit. Well, I'm more like uh, I'm just gonna go to bed. Nah, <laughs> like listen, I'll I'll finish my set and go straight. DJ at the after party. Really? Yeah, yeah. I love it. So, so you have deck set up in the deck in the villa. set up and and, and then um yeah got the afters in IB is always always fun <laughs> yeah um, and what about las vegas because you were just there yeah and it's, it, i was just saying to you before we started it's it's my favorite place in the world because yeah. it's like an adult disneyland yeah it's like a whole city in the desert that's built from the ground up just for fun mm -hmm. and like going crazy so what do you make of vegas i love it yeah I love, i've had a great great time over there um the first time i played there was um at hakasan last year yeah and now i played there last weekend at marquee yeah. and i've now confirmed got a residency there for this year amazing um which is so exciting um and yeah like you said it's like a like a disney lab for yeah. adults isn't it and it's also there's a bit of a club like a nightlife subculture there as well like yeah. we we're saying about the west end clubs because all the big amazing clubs are sort of in hotel lobbies yeah 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 they are like yeah. the entrance to hakasan is is that's in the mg mg right? grand yeah. yeah and where i played um at marquee that was in cosmopolitan yeah and, and it's that, literally in the lobby yeah. of the hotel you like go through to a club it's and check this like last weekend when i was there um i went for dinner with tiesto <sighs> I did say that on your Instagram. That's kind of major. Yeah, that was, yeah. he is so cool. Yeah. Honestly, the nicest, nicest guy. And I was, I, that was a bit of a pitch me moment as well. Cause I was sitting there going, I'm literally having steak right now with Tiesto. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a collab could be on the card. Yeah, definitely. No, day. we talked about it. Yeah, we talked should, about yeah. it and we, we've been talking about it on WhatsApp as well. And, and it's something that will definitely happen. I'm sure. Yeah. I'd love to do like something with him. Good, that'd be a good match. Yeah. What's your favorite part of being a DJ? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, favorite part of being a DJ has got to just be um, those moments where you're in a club, there's a crowd in front of you, you're, you know, stuck into a set. Yeah. Um, 
you're on a journey with the crowd. Yeah. There's a vibe in the room that just feels electric. Yeah. And you know, you know, you've got so many bangers on the way yeah. and you know where you're taking it yeah. and you just, the energy just keeps building and building yeah. and building and you're all on the same level with the crowd. Yeah. That feeling right there is just what you do it for. Do you play much of your music before it comes out? Or do, you, do you test stuff out? 100%. Yeah. Like, um, that's one thing that during like the pandemic, I kind of lost that luxury. Yeah. But always I like to play my music in the club um, to test it out before I release it. Yeah. So that's a funny story about Head and Heart actually, is I never actually tested it in the club. Right. And it's one of the reasons why I didn't re nearely didn't release it. Right. Because I was like, I was like, does it work? <laughs> yeah, does it yeah. work? Or can I even release this without clubs open? Like, right. yeah. so I actually didn't nearly do it. Yeah. I mean, I thank, like in, thank God I did. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like in lockdown, people consume dance music just as much as yeah. pre-lockdown. I hear you, yeah, it was, um, I, I agree with you as well. And I feel like people in lockdown needed like positive vibes and energy yeah. and an uplift. And sometimes like, I'm sure the dance music was providing that. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of messages I got about Head and Heart in particular was like, it made them feel good. They yeah. were feeling down today. They put on the radio. Yeah. It brightened up their day. I and got a lot of messages like that. Yeah. And people were still dancing around their kitchens. Like yeah. everyone always wants to dance, right? Yeah, so if yeah, the clubs yeah. are shut, you just, Dance around your kitchen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's <laughs> having the, the old kitchen rage. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. What about um, any downsides of being a DJ or DJ life in general? Um, I, I, I honestly love it so much. Yeah. That I'm not, I, I, I can't even think of one to give you. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the, the normal one people would say would be like the late nights and stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't bother me. Really? It's part of the job. Like, and it's part of the lifestyle. And, yeah. And there's so many good things about it that I would never moan about that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I haven't got one for you. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so when lockdown was lifted, what was the first club you went to? I went warehouse project. Oh, yeah. That's a, oh, on the on the the test night. No, I didn't go to the test that night. That looked amazing. Yeah, I that looked that, that looked really cool yeah, though. Yeah. But yeah, me and my mates, we um we went for a, for a rave up. I love warehouse project. Yeah. So that Do you was... know Rich McGuinness. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was it. That was I've always had great nights there anyway. So that was a good one to go back to. And yeah. I'm trying to think what the first thing that I played out after. Do you know what I think it was a, a student gig. Oh really? I think I had like a university gig after, and it was my it was good though because it was like my first dip back at the DJ yeah. after a bit of time off. Did you do any of those sort of socially distanced six people yeah, to a table? I did, yeah, me I too. Did, I did. Yeah. You know, and oh, you we know, did what we could. We right? did what we yeah. could and tried tried our best. And yeah. you know what? I had a few good times doing them. Yeah, um, but I was just eager to get back. To yeah, normal. when security is telling people to like, oh, sit it was, I was weird, like, isn't it? It's so weird. It was really weird. But... It felt a bit disconnected and disjointed. Yeah. But... even when we talk about it now, it makes me feel weird. So. Such a strange time, wasn't it? That sort of like coming out of lockdown. Like, did it even happen? I guess. Yeah, right. it feels like such. No, a... We're through it now, so we're we're through. We're yeah. much through. Um, what's been your favourite festival to DJ? At? Let's talk festivals. My favourite festival to DJ. At, right, got a great one for you. Okay. Um, it was in Vegas. Okay. It was my first time playing in Vegas yeah. at Life Is Beautiful Festival. Okay. And um, it was unbelievable. Um, obviously, for the reason it was my first time playing in Vegas, the the festival was amazing. Like, I don't know if anyone listens ever been to Life Is Beautiful, but what a amazing festival that was um, who else was on I the lineup Gorg Gorgon okay City. so it's Halsey yeah yeah and then Fisher was on the other okay. stage so yeah it was, it was like it was banging bangers um, yeah <laughs> and yeah that was a, definitely a highlight for me but do you know what I feel because of the pandemic maybe I haven't had those big festival moments yet yeah but 
I'm playing Creamfields with you. Oh, the same stage as me. Yeah, it's so, going to be major. You know, have you done Creamfields before? No, no. So I played the one up north last year. Yeah. It's immense. Yeah, it yeah. Is immense the screens are massive get your visuals ready because those screens yeah are i saw so... i saw i saw your set i yeah, think yeah. it's the world's biggest led screens i think amazing yeah cool yeah that's well, fun. i'm buzzing for it see those yeah. sort of things you know that's what i'm dreaming of doing Creamfields yeah. and you know tomorrowland ultra yeah. it's summer 2022 just completely just like jammed it is yeah. yeah it's gonna amazing. be a big year yeah <laughs> it feels like this is the summer when everyone's back last yeah. year we were sort of like half back dipping our toes in Definitely. like september whatever. things are getting cancelled totally yeah um, now now you're right like we're back summer 22 is the summer or the third summer of love yeah We'll say. <laughs> um, what do you always have to have with you when you're DJing? What's on your rider? My rider is so basic. Is it? And do you know what this goes? <laughs> I think this goes back to my years of being a, a resident club DJ. Yeah. Is that I used to be the person that used to have to go and get the rider. Oh, and so I've you're kind to that. Yeah, person. so yeah. exactly. I've I've done the other side of it. Yeah. So like, I would never want someone to have to go out to Tesco and buy some mad stuff for me just that, that's going to get left there. Yeah, and not yeah. Eaten just or like six drink. six pack of Heineken. Yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm just get a <laughs> bottle of vodka and diet coke. Yeah, really. And that's yeah. it. That's yeah. me done. And and yeah. and I just think like, if there's anything else I ever want, I just go and get it myself. I've got a phone charger on mine. iPhone charger. You know what? That's quite sensible. It's sensible, isn't it? That's yeah. quite sensible. Um, what else have I got on mine? Mine's quite small as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, have I got any weird things on? Oh, hand sanitizer. Is oh yeah, good. But that's standard now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They'll leave that there anyway if it wasn't on your rider, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you see some mad stuff on riders though, um, and I just think, like, how could anyone ask for that and expect somebody to go and spill? Come get... on, what's that? What have you? What do you know? Oh my god! <laughs> From over the years, like you see mad stuff like games consoles no and, way yeah like that gets left in there that just never got even got turned on but someone imagine someone that like setting up a playstation and getting the games that they've got in the rider and then just not even getting turned on <gasps> but things like that. a nightmare aren't yeah they? i don't know <laughs> but i've seen some other mad stuff as well but yeah for me just keep it basic you're there to dj you're not there <laughs> exactly. you're not you're not there to you know mess about yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um if you had one or two tracks to get the crowd going what would they be Say so it's, it's a little bit dead out there. You're like, mm, I'm going to pick off. one of my own. Yeah, that's totally fine. I'm going to drop head and heart. Yeah, amazing. That always works. Yeah, <laughs> floor filler. <laughs> um, and all right, so I'm Van Helden. You don't know you me. You don't know me. Yeah. Tune. That's like my favorite ever dance anthem. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so that's always one to pull out the bag. If you had your own club, what would you call it? And what would it look like? Oh my god! Would you ever have a club? By the way, would you ever want like no, you know, no, no? It's too much. Well, it's more work than people. I spend even... enough time in clubs. Yeah. Like, yeah. For me, if I want to like chill out, I'm like, I don't want to be in a club. Yeah. So people I, say I don't want to have one. <laughs> I always get asked like, oh, why don't you just open a club? Like, do you want like, you know, to have your own venue and space? But you just have to deal with the council and like, oh uh, yeah, the police there's a whole business and... side to exactly. it. It's not, it's not like glamorous. Yeah. Like, well, you so might... in your fantasy, what would you, what would your club be called? Oh my god, that's that's on the spot. I don't know the. Basement of bangers. I think you should call it Jengas. Jengas, there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what did it look mind. like? Jenga. What did it look like? Right. So for me, a club needs to just be like low ceiling, yep. dark, um, sweaty, sweaty, um, loud. Sound system is the most important thing. Absolutely. It's like literally key. So best sound, one system, sound system. Yeah. Really, just want it like to be perfect sound in there, and um, you know, not too much production. I like it quite, you know, stripped back. A bit like Sankey's. Yeah. Yeah, good lighting. Like Sankey's Ibiza was my favourite club. Okay. That's what I'd base it on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, 
how do you balance late night DJing with your fitness routine? Because you obviously also care yeah. about your body a lot as well. Do you know what? Honestly, it's more of a mental thing for me now, mm. the fitness side of things. Like I, I like to go to the gym every day, um, but it's almost like a mental benefit rather than physical. Yeah. Um, how I balance it is just making it a priority. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I, I have a very like no excuses mentality. So there's always a way to get a workout done. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. There's yeah. always a gym nearby. You just yeah. have to get up off your ass and go and do it. Yeah. And but for me though, to be honest, I enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't know that some people like find they go to the gym a chore and it's hard work. But I actually I'm very lucky because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. So um that's half the work done. Yeah. Um and yeah, I just as I said, make it a priority. Um if I'm away, um find out the nearest gym, get down there. And if I'm at home, just get up nice and early. I'm in there for like eight AM every day. Really eight AM. What time do you what time do you put your alarm on for it on a on a night when you've not been DJing the night before? Um, I'm, an, I'm an early riser. Yeah. Like if I haven't been DJing and I go to bed at like a sensible time, I'll be up at like six, seven, hundred percent. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm very into going. And I'd get the workout done um, before my phone starts going off at like nine. Because your manager it, starts man calling. Yeah, you. yeah it's yeah, like management. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big up George. <laughs> start yeah, Big up George. He'll start hitting me up like by nine o'clock. So yeah. I need to get that done, home in front of my laptop, ready to go. Got it. So let's talk music. So who are your musical influences? Like who are your all-time favorite DJs? Um, so taking it back to the garage days, uh, DJ EZ was my yeah. idol. Yeah. I used to like um, wait for his Kiss FM show on a Friday night and tape record it. Right. Um, and then I would listen back to that tape on the bus every day. And I would like go home and like even practice the mixes that he's done on the radio show. Yeah. Because back then as well, like it wasn't like you could just go onto your iPhone and play back a radio show. Yeah. It wasn't technology. Absolutely. You know, was I no sound really old here, but yeah. I used to have the tape record the yeah. set <laughs> off the radio. <laughs> um, so EZ, yeah, I mean, he stood the test of time. Yeah. Uh, technically, probably the best DJ of our generation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, EZ was definitely a big influence for me. And then um, I, I guess as far as going down the art artist route, you know, people like David Guetta and Tiesto, Calvin Harris, of course. You know, these guys had the commercial chart success, which yeah. I always wanted. I always wanted to have it records. Yeah. But they've also, you know, stay on tour, DJ yeah. at the biggest festivals. Yeah. And they tick all the boxes. I think the interesting thing about, I think all of those artists as well, is they've, they've also got aliases where they can still release underground music. Yeah. Like Jack Black, for example, yeah, and David yeah. Guetta. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, that's saying as well. I mean, for me, I've just actually released like free club records this week um, because it, I think it's important to, to get across the DJ side as well. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, you've seen me DJ before, yeah. you know, the stuff that I play. Yeah. And um, I it was really important for me to kind of get that across in my releases. So, yeah, yeah this week I'm actually buzzing to release some more underground stuff. Yeah. On, um, on Defective, right? On D for um, Dance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we've got Liquor Store that came out on D for Dance. Yeah. Um, and we've got, the parade, um, which is um, my version of uh, the Hall's classic "Meet Her at Love Parade," yeah, and I've released that now officially with the Hall on Selected. Amazing. Um, and also, I've got a track coming out on Signal Supply called "What I Need," um, which oh, samples so Robin on... S. Ah, amazing! Show they're me all love. On different labels. So all different labels. All this week. Wicked. So that's just so three cool. bangers in a row. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm just glad I got these out because all these tracks are tracks that I've played in my sets. Yeah. Years for years. Yeah. 
and I, I'm just so glad that I've now been able to release them because everyone that's come to see me DJ is always like, what's that track ID? And now it's not coming off on Shazam. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, release the bangers. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you do you give them little like production updates every year? Or yeah, something? yeah. I, I give them a little refresh and, yeah. a fre and a proper mixer master for the release because before they were just like DJ masters. So yeah. now they're like, we've got them properly mixed and mastered. Yeah. I'm so happy with the final results and yeah, yeah really finesse them. Yeah. Um, but I'm just so glad that I had the opportunity to finally, you know, have this window to get these out in between the sort of more commercial pop records. Totally, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, what would your dream collaboration be if you could like work with one person, who would that be? Uh, I say the same person every time. I'm gonna keep saying it until it happens, Ed Sheeran. Oh, I feel like that can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Keep manifesting um, that. On that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we, well, I met him actually um, yeah. at the MTV EMAs. Yeah. And went to his like after party with him. Yeah. And then I hanged out with him as well um, after Hits Live. Um, was it like an arena show? Okay. And we had an actual like beer together and had a proper good chat. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. And yeah, yeah hopefully be able to get in the studio this year at some point. Yeah. It'd be, I think it'd be sick. Yeah. Um, what's next for you? You've got like you got an Ibiza residency coming up. You said yeah. So this year is um, the touring is definitely stepped up to another level. Yeah. Um, lots of American touring first of all. Yeah. Like um, I'm going back there next week. Um, we've got the do Vegas. Find, do you sorry? Do you find the crowds are different in America to the UK? Yeah, or Europe. Yeah, in they're, way? they're great. Yeah, they're so up for it. Yeah, um, I've never had a bad gig yet in really? America, um, and they've they they've got another side to them as well. Where it's like they're really there to for your set yeah and they care about your set so much where they will stand in the front row until you go on and then when you finish they'll leave so yeah. they're, they're 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 so there focused yeah. for your set yeah um, which is a bit different to sort of the european culture it's almost more like um a fan focused thing over there right. which is cool whereas that in the europe are they are they sort of here to party yeah they're here to they? party yeah, in yeah. america they're here to see you and your show yeah you know what i mean um which is cool as a dj because they're like so up for it when you go on and so yeah. excited yeah. and also like it's the first time i've ever seen someone in the crowd like wearing my merchandise right your hoodies. Yeah, yeah yeah and i was like because <laughs> i was just thinking no one in in england would rock that to a club no. you know because i want i want a hoodie though that says like dj jenga <laughs> dj jenga i'll get that done for you yeah yeah add it to, add it to your merch where are creamfields like, yeah yeah <laughs> maybe a dj jenga special set yes 100 percent. bring it um, back but yeah um uh, aside from that, yeah, they, I've got IB for all summer, which is going to be great. I've got yeah. my residency at IB for rocks. So lots of touring back and forth between America and around Europe and obviously new music as well coming. Yeah. How do you find um, live streaming? Because I think you, you still live stream a bit here and there, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, so when lockdown first hit, um, I had to adjust to the live streaming thing. Oh yeah, we all did. Yeah, we all yeah. did, right? <laughs> the technical issues, yeah, the yeah. DJing to nobody, just yeah. in, to your phone in your living room, to the phone in the living room, <laughs> the Instagram lives, and yeah. the, the connection going, and yeah, yeah, just yeah. Oh, many stressful yeah. moments. Yeah. Um, but actually, the live streaming became a very good thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a great team around me that were able to set up some amazing live streams at nightclubs. For example, like Egg and Ministry, you did, I think. Yeah, Ministry. One, yeah. Um, we did like a live stream on the Thames and like cool different locations. So that was actually really fun to kind of plan and get involved with. Yeah. And also, um, it made me really step up my gear in digging for records right. to play on my live streams because I was doing one a month and I was doing two hour sets minimum. Right. And I never wanted to play the same record twice. So that's like a two hour set. Yeah, like refreshing that every month. 
you know, in with underground music is, you know, it takes time yeah. to dig on Beatport yeah, and yeah, go yeah. through records. So it made me do that. And now um, it made me a better DJ. Yeah. That year of doing live stream made me a better DJ. That's amazing. It made me yeah. better at searching for songs and actually really fell in love with even more so of like finding those gems, you know, that worked in a set. Yeah. So looking yeah. back on it, it was, it was good for me. Oh, amazing. Um, finally, you're throwing your dream party. <laughs> Who are you inviting, living or dead? All right, okay. The Rock. Right. He's like my idol. Okay. So imagine The Rock at the party. Doing a workout together. Doing, yeah, yeah, just, um, <laughs> I think he'd be a Gordon Ramsay. Oh, really? So he can cook? Yeah, he can do, yeah, he can he's make... the catering. He can make the, get the nibbles ready. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite nibble? <laughs> um, who else is going to be there? Um, right. We've got to have a DJ. Yeah. Carl Cox. Right. Carl Cox got to be DJing. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I can't think of the last one. You need a fourth and final guest. It's only five of you in a room. It's oh a very intimate God. gathering. Yeah, it is, isn't like it? A, still a proper rave up. Yeah. Have you got any suggestions? Who would I mean, who would who'd, who'd mix I'm well? free. I am yeah, free right, that there night. You go. I just checked my cow. There you go. You're 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 my final person at <laughs> okay, the party. Great. I'll be there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm bringing the fun. It's a good little mix. The yeah. Rock. That's a squad. The Rock, Gordon Ramsay, Carl Cox, DJ. That is a night out. Dirty Harsh yes. in there. Yeah, that's a night out. Joel, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Yeah. This has been your life of the party. Oi, oi. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.